Welcome to Vicious Talk with Benny P. Happy Sunday, everybody. Happy NFL Week 3. Today's podcast is going to be for you guys to listen to before the Week 3 game start today, September 27th. Connor and I discussed our daily fantasy picks and the game lines for each matchup and who we like. Before I start the podcast, just want to give you all some updates on notable football injuries leading into today's games. Uh, the injuries with fantasy rele- relevance, that is. So, Devontae Adams with the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers' favorite target. He's out this week, doubtful, coming into today's game. I'm going to downgrade Rodgers a little bit just because he relies so heavily on him. If you have another option, I would look to play um, over Rodgers. I I might go to that just because he relies so heavily on Devontae. But other Green Bay players and your fantasy lineups, I would definitely upgrade Aaron Jones. Love him this week for sure to get lots of touches, lots of opportunities for scoring touchdowns and yardage, big, big play yardage. So... Aaron Jones, definitely a a candidate for the number one scoring running back this week in fantasy. Uh, I do like MVS, Markavis, Valdez, Scanlon, and I do like Alan Lazard. They will both get some opportunities for targets and catches today, but um, definitely not on the same level as a Devontae Adams. So Adams owners are definitely hurting today a little bit. Myself, I'm a Julio Jones owner. Julio, questionable coming today. Truly a game-time decision. Stefania Velth, ESPN, has reported. It's going to be a close one for him. I know I'm a little bit worried about his injuries, uh, his hamstring injury this whole season, really been nursing it all all year long so far. Uh, something that kind of cropped up for him before even week one. So uh, I wonder if Atlanta might just end up sitting him out just to nip it in the bud early here. It's just week three. You don't want... Uh, a guy like Julio Jones to be nursing an injury like a hamstring uh, problem all year long. So it might just take a week for him to rest and then come back strong for a, a, a good reemergence for Julio. Had a little bit of a slow week too. I think it was mainly because of that hamstring injury. So I myself, I'm, I'm considering my options to pivot off of Julio for the week. Other than that, Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees' favorite target really missed him last week in a loss to the Oakland Raiders on Monday night. Michael Thomas has been downgraded to out. Will once again miss this week with that high ankle sprain. Look to Traquan Smith. Look to Emmanuel Sanders a little bit. I know he had a bad Monday night game, but I'm still going to look to maybe flex him. Uh, maybe a possible value in DFS lineups. Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith. Other than that, you got Zach Moss, the running back for the rookie running back for Buffalo. Definitely, definitely upgrade Devin Singletary. An opportunity for him to just go wild um, today against that Rams defense. I know the Rams have a solid defensive front, but I mean, with Devin Singletary having an opportunity to really stamp his name as the lead back in Buffalo with Zach Moss out today, um, I would definitely like some Devin Singletary stock today. The San Francisco 49ers are really banged up. Kittle, Garoppolo, and Moster all out, not to just not even mentioning the defensive injuries, the plethora of defensive injuries they've been suffering as a team. San Francisco is really struggling right now, but from a fantasy perspective, with Garoppolo, Moster, Kittle all out, Coleman on the IR, I do like Jarek McKinnon as the backup. Jeff Wilson will get some run. Nick Mullins will be a sufficient backup for Garoppolo. He was pretty sought after during the offseason around the league as a backup quarterback. He he showed some glimpses glimpses of, of solid play last year um, when Garoppolo went down. Kendrick Bourne, Brennan Ayuk, Trent Taylor, Dante Pettis, Muhammad Sanu. Take your guess on which wide receiver might get some, some targets. Muhammad um, Sanu might be a guy to look at. Um, Ayuk, I know he's a rookie, 
talented player. We'll see if he gets any sort of uh, leap in production today. Jordan Reed, back up to George Kittle, uh, will be starting at tight end. I don't hate him in his matchup today against the New York Giants. Other than San Francisco, to wrap up kind of the fancy relevant injuries, the, the New York Jets have Prashad Perriman, Jamison Crowder out. Really not looking to play any New York Jets in my fantasy lineup. Pro- probably the worst NFL team in the league right now. All right. Thanks for listening to Vicious Talk with Benny P. Episode 38 is underway. Hope you enjoy Connor and I in our discussion with week three of the NFL coming up. Also follow All Things Analysis on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Shoot us an email, allthingsanalysis at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, inquiries. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. All right, without further ado, episode 38 of Vicious Talk with Benny P. We are going to be doing our week three preview preview for the NFL. We're going to go over some pick'em lines, uh, some DFS lineups. Connor and I are excited for the upcoming week of games. We missed the Thursday night game last night. It was actually um, actually a little bit disappointing of a game. I was expecting a little bit more of an exciting matchup between two teams that I thought were fighting pretty hard, and, and Miami kind of just took over the game early on and didn't really let go. But Connor, welcome to Vicious Talk with Benny P. Once again, welcome, buddy. Hey, what's popping, Benny? What is popping, dude? All right, let's dive into some of this. You wanted to go over the DFS lineups first? Uh, yeah, just in reference to last night's game, man, really interesting um, start. It looked like it was going to be fireworks, and you're right, Dolphins took over. Um, a guy I think we learned a little about is uh, Miles Gaskin with, uh, I think, 27 Definitely. touches overall out of that backfield. So he looks like the lead back. He might be on some uh, free agent list still. So if you can go pick him up, if you need a running back, he's a great guy to go for. But yeah, let, let's get into those DFS lineups. Yeah, Gaskin, what was awesome was, I mean, I know Jordan Howard vultured yet another uh, goal line touchdown last night. Three touchdowns. What has he got? Like eight carries for 12 yards and three touchdowns, something like that. It's, it's it's even worse I, because I think he's been unsuccessful a few times. So I think he's like 12 yeah. for 14. Like it's a, it's yeah, a yard. Yeah, yeah. But here's the reason why I think I'm encouraged by Gaskin after this week, especially because we were watching the game and early on, they were giving Gaskin the goal line carries. He just couldn't sneak it in. And um, I don't know. I, I, I doubt that Miami doesn't go back to that at this point. I know Jordan Howard probably like him more as a goal line specialist, which is why they're using him that way. But um, Gaskin was clearly someone that they were looking to make their bell cow back going forward. So last night was a, a great indication for uh, a guy who could be launching into some RB2 conversations uh, going forward in fantasy football. All right, buddy, let's dive into some of our daily fantasy lineups that we put together. We've been doing this over the, the last couple of weeks. We're going to be able to record our, our picks this week and um, try to find some people some value in their daily fantasy lineups. Uh, Connor, why don't you go first? Give me your your quarterback you're taking this week. Yeah, so the last couple of weeks, it's it's been a split between you and I, Ben, as you mentioned. Um, so uh, you won the first week. I won last week. Uh, the winning lineup both weeks would have cashed in DraftKings if you were in a 50-50 pool. Uh, I also cashed in, in a larger pool, which was nice. So we're getting you a little bit more bang for your buck if you're entering our lineups. Um, so hopefully this week we'll both set forward a lineup that will cash and uh, we'll be competitive. I think we got some good lineups. Um, there's definitely some good values to be had. So to answer your question, I have Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback. He's only $5,900 um, at quarterback. If I, if I can spend down and get a guy who's been performing consistently in a good matchup, uh, I definitely yeah, want to take that opportunity. 
spend up at running back and wide receiver and lock in some of those other positions. Who yeah, do you got, Minnesota, Benny? Minnesota's one of those teams that we've learned early on that it's, it's a great matchup for opposing offenses. So I like the pick. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers against New Orleans. The reason why is I, I got two reasons. I love Aaron Rodgers and I like what I've seen out of him so far this year. The Green Bay offense is ranked first in DVOA. Uh, they're running the ball really well, which is opening up the deep passes for Aaron Rodgers. As long as Devontae Adams plays, I'm not afraid of that of uh, sliding Rodgers into my daily fantasy lineups. If Adams is out, I might look to downgrade to a guy like Tannehill in that tier. Um, but the other reason why I'm picking Rodgers this week is New Orleans really let Derek Carr last week look like Aaron Rodgers. Really, <laughs> I mean, so if Derek Carr is going to look like Aaron Rodgers, who's going to who's Rodgers going to look like this week? So. Mahomes. Uh, New Orleans, <laughs> right? I mean, New Orleans was not slowing down any uh, anybody on defense last week. Uh, Vegas really marched down the field against them multiple times. Um, gave up chunk yardage after chunk yardage on Monday night football. And um, I don't know if we're going to see anything different this week. Uh, I'm going to wait and see. Uh, I'm going to keep riding the New Orleans. I think New Orleans defense is a little bit overrated coming into the year. So I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with Rodgers week, uh, week three here. Yeah, I think that's a great option, Ben. Another thing that supports your hypothesis, that game has an over-under of 52.5, which is the fourth highest of the weekend. So mm-hmm. we definitely expect some fireworks, a lot of scoring, and that's a, a great thing to have in, in a quarterback when the team is scoring. And you don't necessarily know which weapons to pinpoint um, if you're looking at the secondary tiers. We know Jones and Adams are going to be awesome, but between Scantling and some of the other guys, uh, it's you're not really sure. So if you want to get some of the benefit, just take Rodgers. Um, and you'll, yeah. you'll get the touchdowns from all of them. Yeah. And for, for the others, uh, for those of you who don't really like our QB picks, I would say at some of the lower values, if you're really looking for, for some bargain basement picks at QB, uh, I don't hate Tay Bridgewater this week against the Jers, Um, But actually, actually my best value bet would be Daniel Jones with the Giants. And I know he's off to a little bit of a slow start this season. Uh, but the San Francisco defense is riddled with injuries. Everybody on their defensive line who was supposed to start the year is not playing. So Daniel Jones did have time to throw the football. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to get back into his groove uh, that he, he showed some glimpses of success last season and hopefully he could and get back in that, into that groove this week. But I think mm-hmm. games could be a, a decent bargain bargain basement value here. Yeah. And I don't mind spending up, but, but I think if you are, I think you need to target Russell Wilson. He's just been clearly the best quarterback Clearly. in the league so far. And he, yeah, it's probably Cowboys. So we saw what, yeah. what Cowboys and the Falcons did last week. I mean, right. that defense is a 49. sieve. Russell Wilson's going to cut them up. So if you are going to spend up, go, go grab mm-hmm. Russell. And, and I think that's a fine play as well. True. Yeah. That's probably the elite value there. Russell Wilson. I mean, you can't go wrong with, with Russ. It's almost like starting McCaffrey, you know, like McCaffrey is going to go be great every week. You can't do that this week though. So I guess that's a good pivot. McCaffrey, right? Yeah. What what are you doing? Yeah. McCaffrey. Yeah. They put McCaffrey at IR at the top of the rink. And then Mike Davis (laughs) is uh, half his cost and and he's going to get the same amount of workload. You would assume. Do you like Mike Davis this week? I want to wait and see um, what Carolina does without McCaffrey. Um, Just because McCaffrey is such a focal point of their offense and their franchise that it's going to look different regardless of what happens. It's going to look different this weekend. So I want to mm-hmm. see if they maybe refocus on getting the ball to DJ Moore and the receivers um, and let Teddy Bridgewater just really unleash him and let him throw the ball out. Because uh, I know that they said that they kind of, they trust Mike Davis to replace McCaffrey in the time being, but 
Uh, I'm more on, on the cautious side here. I'm going to wait and see approach. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there just because I think everybody's going to be on him. So you kind of want to differentiate yourself a little bit. Um, he's definitely, the, he was the hot free agency ad. He's going to be the hot play in, in a lot of the pools. And he's going up against the Chargers defense, which is, has looked extremely strong this year. Um, they just limited Patrick Mahomes to, you know, just over 20 points um, in that Chiefs offense. So I, I would look to pivot off of Mike Davis. And, uh, you know, Ben, why don't, why don't you give the people uh, some, some of your picks? For running back. All right. So yeah, I'm going with Aaron Jones at 7,600 bucks this week and Joshua Kelly of the chargers at 5,000. Um, Aaron Jones be, mainly because he was ranked like fourth or fifth here in the day in the cost on daily fantasy. And he's the number one fantasy running back of, of the year so far. Um, I'm, I'm assuming he's not going to score three touchdowns again, but you never know. It's Aaron Jones. He's right showing a propensity for being able to do that. So I think new Orleans, like I said, the same reasons for Aaron, uh, why I picked Aaron Rodgers. that new Orleans defense is starting off slow this year. Uh, we'll see if they can get back into their, uh, to get their mojo back against green Bay, but I doubt it because green Bay, like I said, is ranked. Their offense has just been so efficient lately. Um, so I'm liking my Aaron Jones pick. Uh, I think if you, if you want some elite value, uh, you can't go wrong with the number one fantasy running back to the first couple of weeks. Um, and then I did like Joshua Kelly last week. He got over 20 carries uh, and alongside Austin Eckler in the backfield. I think at $5,000 is a good value and a good matchup against Carolina. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I like the Josh Kelly pick. Um, if you can get a running back, that's going to get over 20 carries uh, and, and possibly the goal line carries too. And um, I think that's a, that's a great value there for five grand. What do you got? Um, so I have a, a replacement running back in Jarek McKinnon. He's coming in for Tevin Coleman and mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert. Both of those guys went down to injury last week. Um, and he faces uh, the team on my hat right now, the New York football giants. <laughs> um, you'll notice when we come out with our power rankings, they're actually live on the site on all things analysis in our, in our rankings tool. Um, we have the Check New York out. giants at uh, 31. Uh, yep. There you go, Ben Company Man. I like to hear it. Yeah. You know, check out the website. Your, your boys, the Giants, not looking so hot. No, they're, they're looking for they're a good terrible. matchup this week. Absolutely. Um, so Jarek McKinnon uh, looked extremely fast in the first couple of games. His yards per carry is insane. And now we expect to see him get get more of a workload. Jeff Wilson Jr. will play a little bit, but McKinnon also catches passes. So if I can double down and get the rushes and the passes, that's what I like to see out of my running backs. And that's why I'm also going with Miles Sanders. Um, you know, Sanders is also very versatile. We know DraftKings is, is a PPR format. So that's why I'm trying to get these guys who are going to be on the field, um, you know, in, in most situations and can capitalize in the passing game. Uh, Sanders is also in an awesome matchup. He goes against the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals. So, you know, these guys are, are going to perform well and they're going to be rock stars on my team. And in total, they were just over uh, 10 grand um, for two running back spots. And I think I'm getting two legit starters, whereas Christian McCaffrey on a normal week is 10 grand himself. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the Sanders pick. You couldn't be getting him at his lowest value of the season right now. Um, people were, were really high on him coming into the year. I know he was picked very high in a lot of fantasy drafts, often a first time, a first rounder in most right. drafts. Um, so I really, I'm looking at in that same tier of running backs. I think that there's two, well, really three running backs that could have great weeks and, and good matchups who are their value might be dipping at, 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 at its lowest point at this week. So I'm looking at Miles Sanders, 
Kenyon Drake and Joe Mixon, three guys that were picked pretty high in all fantasy drafts this year. Um, all hitting probably, I, I believe this is their lowest value of, of the season so far. Miles Sanders at 6,400, Kenyon Drake at 6,000 and Joe Mixon at 5,900. Uh, if you're looking for some potential value and getting a guy that is uh, priced out like a, a low tier RB one, high tier RB two, and you could be getting a value of a high tier RB one. Uh, those three guys I think are, are options to consider. And I just got some breaking news live. Um, George Kittle just got ruled Break out. It. George Kittle just got ruled out for the week. That's ruled huge. Out. Wow. So I if you had him in your lineup, you got to pivot. Get him out. It's not good. You know, if you had him in there in your DraftKings lineup, get him out too. Um, San Francisco's left. Who is left in San Francisco? So maybe the Giants are a good defensive play this week too. And I, right? I haven't I checked know. him out, but <laughs> get, get McKinnon. There you go. That's who's left. Yeah. Here's the thing though. I mean, the only reason why I'm afraid of playing the Giants still is um, two reasons. I, San Francisco is well coached. So they're schematically still going to be able to put some sort of, it's so an offense that's not going to look too cool. Mullins is a decent, sure. decent backup too. We saw and Mullins run the offense say, last year. Exactly. And they have a good old line. Mullins is that big of a drop off. If it, yeah. I don't they think have four good running backs on that team. Garoppolo. He, I, I know. Yeah. Handicappers aren't downgrading Mullins too much from Garoppolo. So um, don't, don't just assume that San Francisco is going to get rolled over this week. Yeah. Especially against a, medi- a mediocre at best. New York Giants team. So. <laughs> Sorry for the uh, the breaking news right. interruption, but oof, that was a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's a big that's that's a big one. Thanks for letting us know. All right, let's go into some wide receivers. Uh, let us know. Let me know who'd you who'd you go with as your wide receiver one this week. So the to me the most consistent player that I've seen this year has been DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so I'm locking him into my lineup at number one wide receiver. We see a lot of variation week to week, whereas the running backs can be a little bit more predictable. So I think I, I grabbed two guys that are safer in my running back spot, and I'm going for a safe top option in my wide receiver slot in DeAndre Hopkins. We know he's probably going to get ten plus targets, and he's also in a, a very plus matchup against the Detroit Lions. Um, after that. I am going and grabbing the number one wide receiver. Um, There's going to be a little bit of regression around Calvin Ridley because he has four touchdowns to this point in the season. But I think this guy is locked and loaded with a great volume. We know Julio is still dealing with a hammy. Um, So I'm just going to ride the wave there until he cools off. Yeah. So those are, those are my two. And Oh yeah. My last one is Terry McLaurin. Um, I think he's a great value at 5,900. Hopkins, Hopkins, Ridley McLaurin. Yep. Wow. What a receiver core. That's you spend a lot of money there and it could be well paid off. I mean, that's, that's a three, that's a three headed monster of a receiving core tech. Yeah. I definitely went the bulk of my money between Hopkins and Ridley here in my lineup. Yeah. I love Hopkins this week. Detroit's defense is like Swiss cheese. Um, I know that they, who, who's their, they have a good cornerback um, who will likely be Darius Slay. Uh, Darius Slay. Couldn't remember his name for whatever reason, but um, Darren, Hopkins is going to get shadowed by Slay most of the game, but Slay hasn't been able to shut anybody down yet this season, really. So um, I think that Hopkins is a good play. I think that Ridley is a great play. Here's my Ridley take, though. So I like Calvin Ridley this year. I I mean, I love Calvin Ridley this year. Don't don't, don't get me wrong. He's a great player. Could possibly be better than Julio Jones. It's it's that close at this point. Um, But I'm worried about Calvin Ridley becoming into... Uh, the 2020 version of Chris Godwin last year. And I know that the early season projections between those two were there. I know a lot of people were, were discussing that kind of correlation or that the similarities between Godwin and Ridley. 
um, just from a talent perspective. But from my, my point is Godwin last year took off as the wide receiver one, like big time right away, gained a big lead as the best receiver in the NFL, put up a lot of touchdown numbers early on. And then in the second half of the year, he was in the, he was a, a top 20 receiver. He was right around wide receiver 20, wide receiver 22, I believe. Um, so my, my thought is, and, and that's mainly just because of the touchdown regression that he experienced later on in the year. So, uh, be wary of the p- potential, um, touchdown regression on Ridley. He's already put up monster games. Um, and I don't know that he's a top five receiver, uh, but he, he could be, and you could be right. in thinking that he's one of, he's one of the top fantasy wideouts this week, especially against a, a juicy Chicago bears matchup. Um, for the Falcons who uh, Falcons offense has just been playing great. So um, I don't, I, by no means are you going to have a, a bad pick in Cal Ridley, but I'm just wary that over the, the course of the year, I don't know that he could keep this type of production up. Yeah, that's definitely fair. He, he will definitely cool off from this point. If he does what Godwin does, he's still going to be a great player on your exactly. roster. Um, one thing to note about Godwin, he did have an injury at the end of last year. So I'm not sure how, your rankings there are taking that into effect because he still was pretty productive. Definitely not as good, but I don't think it was as much of a drop off as you might think um, on a no, per game was, basis. He was in the wide receiver 20 range um, in, in the last eight games of the year, last six games of the year, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, With Calvin Ridley this year, let, let's talk about it then, Ben. Is he the, is he the number one guy on that team? Uh, would you rather have Julio? It's a very difficult decision. I've I've heard a lot of um, takes both ways, actually, on different fantasy formats. Um, some people are taking Ridley and some people are taking Julio. The Julio believers are, are the ones that are holding out for some touchdown regression in the, in the positive direction. Julio, for whatever reason, has less touchdowns over the course of, I think it's like 60-something games. Or so, I don't know if it's that many, but it's like, it's like Ridley has the same amount of touchdowns as Julio in half as many games is the stat. Exactly. So Ridley is finding the end zone and he clearly has a connection with Ryan that Julio might not have in the red zone. So that's my worry. I, I, I'm worried uh, at some point is the lack of touchdowns for Julio for real. Is it, is it not just random? Is there something with him in the red zone that maybe teams shadow him more? Maybe they, they prevent more because they know it's Julio Jones. Maybe Julio is just not a great red zone target. I don't know. Um, but there's something to be said about how long this trend of Julio not getting uh, looks in the red zone and not scoring touchdowns. Uh, that trend has just been too prevalent over the last few seasons that uh, you can't ignore it at this point. So I'm yeah. worried that Ridley might be the, the guy to own in that, in that offense, but by no means would I ever doubt Julio Jones and his ability. Uh, the only worry I have right now is his hamstring, whether or not he's a hundred percent and able to be full on Julio Jones. So, mm-hmm. but let me tell you about my wide receivers. We're getting a little sidetrack here on, on Atlanta, but um, I'm going with Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, who was one of your guys and CD lamb. Um, I like Allen Robinson as a value this week because he's only priced out at 6,200. So he's right in that what low tier wide receiver one high tier wide receiver two range. And I think he could be a top five, top six receiver this week, potentially um, just because he's due. Um, and we've seen this. You're going to keep rolling him out there I until mean, he finally hits. It's, ha- it's going to happen at some point. And so it, he's due and, and he's got a great matchup against Atlanta. We've already talked about Atlanta's defense being pretty poor this year, um, giving up 40 points to Dallas last week. 
I think it's another juicy matchup for Allen Robinson, who, if he doesn't get it this week, I'm pressing the panic, button a bit panic button, big time, big time, not necessarily. He doesn't need a touchdown just because Chicago, um, Trubisky likes to spread the ball around a little bit, but, um, if he doesn't get a good amount of targets and yardage this week, I'm, I'm getting nervous. Um, my other guy, Terry McLaurin, you already touched on a great matchup this week against Cleveland, just a talented receiver overall priced out at a good value at 5,900 CD lamb. Uh, I talked about last on the last podcast, great receiver, just my favorite rookie receiver this year so far. And I think that he's on the verge of somersault team, Michael Gallup as the number two receiver to own in that, in that lineup. So uh, 5,400, I think the big play potential for a, a guy like CD lamb is, is juicy enough to take a bite out of. All right. Yeah. I think that's a great option. Um, you know, between him and Judy, who would, who would you rather have rest of season now that Cortland Sutton's out? Well, rest of season, I'm going to go with Judy because of the, the fact that you said Sutton's out. And so he's the number one guy. Him and Noah Fant are really just going to eat targets in that, in that offense just because there's really no one else to throw it to. I mean, I think Anthony Hamlin's a wide receiver too. It's like, come on. Most people have never even heard of that guy. So <laughs> no offense to Hamlin. No. I think it's KJ Hamler. Is that the, the deep, Hamler? deep threat? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, I don't know. They have a, they basically their wide receiver core is Fant and Judy. So the only reason why I'm going with, I would go with lamb over Judy this week is the Judy has a little bit of a hamstring injury. So um, just want to see him shake that off before I start relying on him and fan my fantasy lineups. Makes sense. Um, and, and I want to see the jump. I want to see Denver commit to making him the wide receiver one, because I think it's happening, going to happen obviously, but uh, I'm not convinced just because he's a rookie so far. I want to see that he's able to handle that kind of workload. Mm-hmm. All right. Tight end. Who'd you go with at tight end this week? So I chose to spend down at the tight end. Um, you know, with the breaking news that Kittle is out uh, and that the Ravens and the chiefs are playing each other. The Ravens are going to be a tough matchup for Kelsey. So I didn't really see value in some of those top end uh, tight end guys. So I'm going all the way down to drew sample at 3,500. Yeah. I thought about that one. A lot of people might be asking who, who is Drew Sample? Um, well, if you want to sample this guy's background, he was drafted <laughs> he was drafted in the second round, um, and he was the backup to CJ Uzama. Um, Uzama left uh, with an injury, and Joe Burrow had been targeting Uzama heav- heavily. He was probably going to be one of those guys we would say to check out your waiver wire for if he hadn't gotten injured. Um, and then Sample came right in last game and uh, caught seven receptions for 45 yards. So when you have a guy who is able to fill a role um, immediately get heavily targeted and has draft capital um, and pedigree, uh, then, and you can spend down on him. Why not? I'm throwing him in my roster. And I think you might be doing something similar, Ben. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I thought about sample and I, I like the pick there. Uh, great value with that, that low of a cost for sure. I, I did something similar. I want with um, a guy who is, really tight end one potential this season has shown an ability to um, put up fantasy points, but I went with Dallas Goddard um, in that Philadelphia offense has really been the only value so far for the Eagles this season. And at $4,900 against a juicy Cincinnati Bengals matchup. Um, I know Zach Ertz plays alongside him and is known is considered the starter, but I mean, really Dallas Goddard has been seeing a large, larger target share. Um, been seeing more fancy points come his way. So uh, at 4,900, I think that's a good value for Dallas Goddard. I, I decided to take a, take a bite out of that one. 
All right, buddy. Let's go into our flexes. Who'd you go with here in the slot where you could go with? You actually spoiled you my, my choice earlier a little bit. Um, it, I'm going with Kenyon Drake. He was one of those great running back values that you mentioned for gotcha. only $6,000. Um, if I can add a running back, yeah, yeah. Flex, that's going to be the, the lead ball carrier and just going to get a ton of volume. And we know what Kenyon Drake can do. He can break off a long run at any point. He doesn't get phased out in the passing game. He's a good catcher. And like we said, it's PPR. Um, so I, I love him in my flex. Usually once you get down to your flex, you have some sketchy players in there, but I was able to save a little money by spreading around the value with my running backs. Would you go with yeah, Ben? Who, I like that pick. Flex? Like I said, Kenyon Drake. I went with Antonio Gibson of the Washington football team. Almost called them the Redskins for a second. Antonio Gibson, the starting back for Washington, only priced out at 4700 4, this week um, against a, a good matchup against Cleveland. So I was a little confused by the, him being priced so low because, I mean, really a guy that could get in the upper teens of care of carries and is involved in the passing game. Uh, Washington not really turning the ball over that much. They had a couple fumbles last week, but like I said, I've said already, Haskins has been pretty conservative with his throws, not trying to throw too many picks. So I think Gibson will have an opportunity to be involved in um, what should be a close matchup. I think Washington and, Cle- and Cleveland match up well against each other um, comparatively, just from a talent perspective. So I think Gibson has an opportunity to maybe get like 50 to 80 yards and a touchdown here, just like he had last week. So uh, at $4,700, I think that potential is uh, a great value for sure. I love Gibson this week. Um, he reminds me a little bit of how we saw Miles Gaskin's workload ramp up so far and where, you know, it was like seven, nine carries yeah, yeah. passes last week. He started getting more carries as well. He's been well integrated in the passing game. And we have to remember that there was no preseason for these rookies. So the first two or three weeks of the season is essentially the preseason for the coaches as they evaluate the players and talent. And Peyton Barber has not looked good. Gibson's looked like the better player in the field. He will eventually take more and more workload. So does that happen this week? Sure. I'm willing to take the shot. I mean, he had a touchdown last week. Who, who's to say he can't repeat that with even more yards and more touches. Yeah. The general trend of rookies as the season goes on is going to be positive. I would, I would assume. I mean, mm-hmm. like, like you said, I mean, the, the lack of preseason and extensive practice before the year is going to limit the rookies should limit the rookies early on. And we've seen some rookies already flourish. And so really there's only the, the direction should be going up only should be going up for these rookies because they should be getting more familiar with the offensive schemes more familiar with the pass blocking schemes and rookie running backs like Antonio Gibson should find themselves more snaps as the season goes on. And that's only going to help his fantasy value. Who'd you go with on defense this week? So at defense, I left myself very little money. Uh, I, I really put it all into the players. Um, so I'm going bottom of the barrel and I, I'm scraping the the New York Jets out of there. Um, the reason I'm doing this, and like we said, um, it's still kind of almost the preseason for a lot of these teams. And so teams that have not really had a chance to build up a rapport um, where there's, they're bringing in a new quarterback and possibly a new coach and a new system, they've had less success so far. And that's why I'm targeting uh, the New York or the Indianapolis Colts, the Jets against the Colts um, as the matchup I'm going for because Phillip Rivers has a propensity to throw picks. Um, Paris Campbell just went down to injury. He hasn't looked like he's been on the same page with T.Y. Hilton. So I think this offense is still a bit discombobulated. And uh, believe it or not, the Jets have actually put up positive fantasy point totals in the first two weeks. So with the amount of unknowns and the likelihood for a turnover, um, I I don't mind spending down a defense and just taking the Jets here. 
I don't hate that one. I think that's a decent pick, especially since, I mean, they're the lowest value, they're the lowest priced defense. And they're, in my opinion, not the worst defense. So if anything, you're finding value at 20, just $2,000 for the jets. Defense uh, is so unpredictable. It's just like, I, I have a hard time spending up there. We know season to season and, and even more game to game that you just, you never know who really is going to go off. Yeah. I ended up going with the chargers against the Panthers. I like the fact that McCaffrey is out this week for the chargers because just because McCaffrey's so much of that offense that uh, Carolina is going to have to figure out a new identity this week. And I don't know that they could figure that out in just one um, week of practice. So um, I want to see it, what Carolina does without McCaffrey. Uh, but I, my bet is that the chargers kind of stifle their offense this week and um, the chargers should be able to get that second wind second win of the year um, as they look good against the chiefs last year, last week. Yeah, I love that pick. Um, the Chargers defense has looked electric so far this season. Joey Bosa has been off to a great start, and they've really overcome that Derwin James injury early on. Definitely. All right, buddy. Those are our fancy lines. Let me run through yours uh, one more time before the end. Yeah, here we go. I got Ryan Tannehill at quarterback going against Minnesota. Uh, Jarek McKinnon at running back. Miles Sanders at running back. Hopkins, McLaurin, and Ridley round out my wide receivers. Uh, Drew Sample spending down there at tight end. Kenyon Drake in the flex and the Jets at defense. I like it. It's a good. It's a good lineup. We'll see how it stacks up against mine. I got Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones against New Orleans. Joshua Kelly for the Chargers against the Panthers. Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, C.D. Lamb at the wide receiver spots. T- Dallas Goddard at tight end against Cincinnati. Antonio Gibson in my flex and the Chargers against Carolina and my defense. Yep. And we'll get these posted to our Instagram and Facebook pages soon. Feel free to go and vote for whoever you think uh, is going to score more points this week. If you like any of our picks, comment, uh, shoot us DMS. If you have start sick questions, Uh, we respond on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and go to the website, check out our rankings. All right. Let's talk about uh, some week three spreads, uh, who you're going to pick and a a quick uh, just note on, on the game. Yeah, let's do it. The first game we got here on the docket, Las Vegas Raiders at the England Patriots. We don't really need to talk about home field advantage this year. I mean, we've seen some teams are allowing like 25% capacity or whatever it is. Um, but clearly the fans aren't really having much of an impact on games. Kind of a shame uh, because the 12th man really has such an impact in, in the sport of football. But um, considering... I'm happy that there's a lack of fans in the stands, but for COVID reasons, yes. But for football entertainment purposes, it's unfortunate that we can't influence the game like we previously could. Right. So make us feel part of the team. You're going to take between the the Raiders and the Patriots at minus six. (sighs) That's, that's a tough one. Um, Who's favorite in this one? The Raiders are Pats minus six. Pats minus six. I'll take the Raiders then. That's a pretty big spread. The Raiders look really good um, against the Saints on Monday night. Here's I'm going to go with the Patriots. Um, my my main reasoning because they had such a close loss last week. I, I really believe in the Patriots coaching staff and their player personnel and their ability to uh, bounce back after a, a tough loss like that. Especially since it was um, one that they they literally came within two yards of it going the opposite direction for them. So I think the Patriots come back with a great game against a, a Raiders team who also looked pretty good, pretty great themselves against the New Orleans saints last week. I just, I, I have a lot of faith in the Patriots and their ability to come out with a strong statement win against the Raiders here this week. 
You're going to go with the Rams at Buffalo. The Bills are favored by two and a half. Yeah. I, I still am not sure I'm totally convinced by the Bills. Um, you know, Allen has looked good, but he still has issues fumbling the ball when he gets out of the pocket. And they really haven't proven themselves um, compared to the Rams who have been to the Super Bowl within the past couple of years. I really believe in McVay, um, both both great coaches, actually, and both teams. But I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, I think they have the better top end talent with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on defense. And I think Goff is going to have a nice bounce back year this year. Yes, yeah, a great game. I'm going with the Rams as well. I just I think the Rams are one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL this year. I think they're just really great. And uh, I think that they're going to sneak up on some people late this season because I, I think that this the combination of talent and coaching on the Rams is in a, a tier above most. The real it's really just that upper echelon of a combination of that the coaching and talent on the roster. So uh, the Rams, I just really big on them this year. I, I know Buffalo's looked great the first two weeks, um, but this is definitely their toughest matchup of the season so far. It's going to be the biggest test. If they, if they pull this one out, they're legit. I mean, Buffalo is going to be considered a top five, top 16 this season. Yeah. I mean, if Josh Allen can keep producing the way he is, he, he might even be an MVP candidate. Yeah. All right. Next one, Houston Texans at Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers favored by four against the Texans. We can go with. It's tough to really evaluate the Texans to this point because they've only played the Chiefs and Ravens. I mean, holy crap, who made this poor team schedule? Now they get the Steelers. Um, but they are missing the top weapon. Will Fuller was a zero last game. Uh, give me the Steelers. They've looked fantastic. Big Ben is back, and he's slinging it to Deontay Johnson and Juju. James Conner is healthy, and that defense is still really good. Yeah, give me the Steelers in this one too. Poor Texans, man. All right, next one. The San Francisco 49ers at New York Giants. The Giants are plus four. Would you, would you go with this one? <laughs> I want to root for the Giants. Um, but somehow I still think the 49ers will win despite all their injuries because I think the one injury of Saquon Barkley might be more impactful for the entire Giants offense than the uh, numerous different injuries of the 49ers because the 49ers can still do the things they're best at, which is running the ball and playing good defense. Yeah, this is uh, this is a tough one to take the Niners, in my opinion. I mean, you want to give me a field goal? I think the 49ers have just had so many injuries. I got to take the Giants in this one. I'm, I'm going to pick your team. I'm going to get a point against you and, and take your own team against you. You know what? I'll be happy if you're right. So it's a win-win <laughs> for me. All right. Titans at Vikings. Vikings are plus two and a half. Looked pretty bad the first two weeks against a Titans team that's coming in. 2-0, looking pretty solid on the season so far. Um, who, who are you taking in this one? There are just some real holes in that Vikings offense with Kirk Cousins not being able to spread the ball around. He only has eyes for Thielen. Dalvin Cook yeah. hasn't gotten off to a good start, and the Titans are rolling. They're carrying on the momentum from last year. Tannehill looks awesome. I'm not sure if A.J. Brown plays, but that could just be another boost to their offense. So, yeah, I'm all in on the Titans on this game. This, this, this honestly might be my best bet of the week, uh, taking the Titans over the Vikings here. Yeah, I, I agree with this one. Um, Vikings have just looked so bad. Cousins looked terrible last week. So um, until I see some sort of sign of life out of them, I'm just assuming that they're just they're not, they're not themselves this year. So give me the Tennessee Titans. All right. you, you, they can about just a field goal and take this one. So... Uh, give me Tennessee. All right. Washington against Cleveland. Cleveland Browns are favored by seven in this one. Um, interesting spread. I was a little confused by this one. So let me know who you, what, 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 what your thoughts on this one. 
you know, give me, give me the team with no name here. Uh, I like Washington that they have an electric defense. Chase young is, has been the best rookie so far this year. And I, I'm not going to believe the Browns hype after, after one good game, they did this like yeah, man, last year to pop on that Browns bandwagon. No, let's temper expectations a little bit. Um, I'm going to take the, I don't know if the Browns win by more than a touchdown. It's a pretty Look, big line. Yeah, this is a test for Cleveland because Washington's defense is no joke. I, I don't think they're going to turn the ball over a lot. Um, I think plus seven is a juicy line for them. It's All right. Line. Cincinnati at uh, Philadelphia. Phillies are favored by five and a half. Lane five and a half against Cincinnati. I think this is more of an insult to Cincinnati than the, uh, a, a compliment to the Eagles. Yeah, I think what we're seeing still is that Vegas is relying a lot on last season's performance with the Eagles and Vikings, and they're way overweighting them. Last week, it was a coin toss between the Eagles and Rams, and that was just insanity. So I made a ton of money last week just hammering that into parlays and teasers and also just putting money straight up on that game. I mean, And it wasn't even close. The Rams blew them out. Why do people think the Eagles are good right now? Carson Wentz is totally out of sync, and and I don't think the defense is particularly strong either. The Bengals and Joe Burrow have something legit. That offense is moving the ball again. I, I like that. That is within, uh, I, I could easily see the, the Bengals being within a touchdown. Five and a half is a pretty big line. So give me Cincinnati. Same. I'm going to hammer Cincinnati. Um, don't like what I'm seeing out of Carson Wentz. Just doing too much on the field. You wrote the Eagles though, which is scaring me. Oh, sorry. On our pick them. I got gotcha. you. Definitely don't want that locked in. <laughs> uh, I, I pencil me in for a Joe Mixon bounce back game here too. I, I, he was just—he's too talented of a player. He—he he is involved in the passing attack. Um, I think he's going to have a good game. Fancy owners are, are panicking on him a little bit, and uh, I wouldn't—I wouldn't yet. I think he's a—he's too talented of a guy. Uh, he, he's bound to have a good game here. Um, Chicago Bears at Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by three points. Lane three to the Bears. Who's taking this one? What's funny is one of these teams is two and zero, and the other's zero and two. Right, <laughs> and it's not the this? way you would expect. Yeah, how often do you see this where the team that's zero and two is the favored against this? I mean, is, is Chicago off to the least impressive two and zero start of all time? I don't have a good feeling about this game because I think the Bears defense is still pretty good, but the Falcons are a save and we've seen Mitch Trubisky be able to perform previously against horrible defenses. We, we, he threw seven touchdowns a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, it, this gives me a gross feeling. I'm probably going to stay away from this game, but if I had to choose, yeah. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Um, I don't I trust don't, Trubisky at I all. I don't think this game's going to be close. I think it's going to be a blowout either way because Atlanta had a miserable plane ride last week coming out of Dallas. That was just mm-hmm. a heartbreaking loss. I mean, straight up just bone shivering, like Super Bowl 51 flashbacks happening for Matt Ryan and the rest of his crew. So um, you don't know how they're going to bounce back. And you don't know whether or not they're just going to let that terrible momentum roll in and leak into this next matchup against a, a beatable Bears team. Um, but the Bears have squeaked out some, some, some victories over the first two weeks and talk, say what you want. Not necessarily that impressive, but, uh, wins a win, a wins a win. And I, like I said, in our DFS lineups this week, I'm expecting Trubisky to throw the ball to a Rob a lot this week. I, I I'm expecting Alan Robinson to finally break out and have a, a, a good, a good game. So give me the bears in this one. All right. The New York Jets at Indianapolis Colts. Colts favored by 11 points here. The Jets are really just having an awful season. 
Who would you take here? Yeah, I think the Jets are the worst team in the league, but I still don't think any team should be favored by double digit points at any, at this point in the season, especially the Colts. I haven't been particularly impressed with them. So I'm going to take the Jets. Yeah. I'll go the Jets here that too here as well. I just don't think the Colts are good enough to justify an 11 point line. Um, Carolina Panthers at LA chargers chargers favored by six and a half. Uh, I like this one with Herbert starting. I think that team could put up points. They kept up with the chiefs. And so I think they can certainly outscore the Panthers without CMC. Yeah. Give me the Chargers in this one too. Um, crazy story with Tyrod Taylor in this week. I mean, insane. So I, I had mixed feelings because initially when Anthony Lynn was saying that he wanted to make Tyrod the starter, once he's hundred percent healthy, I was like, what, what were you watching the game? Herbert looked good in his debut, give him another start, but um, he's going to get the start in this one. But there's, I don't see how you could not give Tyrod another chance just because of the uh nature of what happened. I mean, he really not, not his fault at all. You just feel so bad for the guy might've lost his starting job because of this. And, uh, I <laughs> just really not the first time that we've seen some issues with the chargers, uh, medical staff. We've already seen malpractice out of their medical staff for the last few, few years and, uh, really just discouraging signs out of that camp. But, um, really odd story. I can't remember. I can't remember a story where a, a team's own medical staff injured their basically their best player. I mean, not their best player, literally, but like it's the quarterback or the most important player, maybe one of the most important players. So that's crazy. I mean, imagine if the Lakers medical staff accidentally just like rips dislocated Anthony Davis's shoulder or something like that. And in, in it's like, it's, it's basically put, put Tyron more at the level of Rondo where it's like, yeah, he's your starting right, point right. guard, but he's not your Fair. best player, but yeah, he's an important piece. And that's insane. Like you, to have your own team hamper your, your own team like that. Definitely some friendly fire. Yeah, insane. Unfriendly but I mean, fire. from, from a real football perspective, I, I did like what I saw at Herbert. So, uh, Oh, he looked great. Yeah. So the Chargers lane six and a half points, I think they're capable of winning by a touchdown or more. So give me the, the Chargers as well. Um, Lions at Cardinals. Cardinals are favored by six points in Arizona. Who would you take here? Yeah, I think I think it's the Cardinals, and this is an easy one for me. I, I think it's not enough. I think they win by a touchdown. Yeah, this is a high. This is a high over under. People are expecting a lot of points at fifty five over under. I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna take the Cardinals here as well. Really, just looked like an outstanding football team. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're gonna be ranked in the top ten, this is the type of team that in the lines that they need to really just make a statement and dominate. So. Um, expect a big game of Kyler Murray and that Arizona offense. If, if they're really going to try to make the jump this season and become a, uh, elite football team, this is the type of game that they need to, they need to just kind of take care of business and, and get out. So, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, they could, by the end of the season, have a top five quarterback, a top five wide receiver and a top five running back, probably Kenyon Drake's the, the iffiest out of the three, but it's definitely possible. I mean, this team is loaded. With talent at every position on offense. Yeah. All right. Tampa Bay at Denver. Denver's plus six. Tampa Bay is favored by six points here. Um, In Denver, are you believing that Tampa Bay can kind of bounce back? I mean, I know they won week two, but not really impressed with what I've been seeing so much out of them. So do you think that being favored by six points here is justified? I know Denver's lost their starting QB, but do you really downgrade? Driscoll that much from Locke where it makes that big of a difference. What do you think? 
I definitely think there's a big impact when you take away the starting quarterback, um, the team's top wide receiver in Cortland Sutton and the team's best pass catching back in Philip Lindsay. Um, so those are three really important talent, talent positions for the Broncos. Um, also their defense has had some big injuries. So I, I really like the bucks here in Tampa Bay. I think Tom has gotten a little bit better in the first two games. Um, and now he gets Chris Godwin back from injury. Leonard Fournette has really started to take over that running back role. I think he's a better running back than Ronald Jones. So I like uh, the team even more if he's getting more of the carries and that defense for Tampa Bay, it has just really looked decent so far. So yeah, I'm going to, I'll roll with them. Um, you know, covering a touchdown. Yeah, I, I'd lean Tampa Bay as well. The, the six points is not my favorite just because I haven't liked what I've seen out of Tampa Bay so far. I think they're kind of old. And um, I know it might be just a reflection of my opinion of Tom Brady. And I think that, I think that Tom Brady is definitely um, on his last leg here in Tampa Bay. I mean, I'm not really breaking any news with that one. But Tampa Bay, it, I don't think they're good enough for a six-point spread. So I'm more of a stay away here. But I, if I had to make a pick... I would lean their way. I would like it more at five and a half than six. Uh, I, I, I'm looking at some lines here. I know you could possibly get Tampa Bay at minus five and a half. So if you could, I would, I would go that direction. Um, just because, like you said, the, the Broncos don't expect much out of them this week. I mean, it was, it, it's something that has to be said about the amount of injuries that they've suffered so far this year. They're one of the teams that's just been riddled with crippling injuries to their, to their player personnel. All right, Dallas against Seattle. The Cowboys are in Seattle. Seahawks are favored by five. Over-under line is at 55 and a half. So points to be had in this one. Exciting game. Who are you going to go with here? Uh, this this one is easy for me. It's the Seahawks. They look like a Super Bowl contender, and the Cowboys still look like they haven't figured it out yet. I know that they won last game, but it, it was just a, a commodity of errors um, for the Falcons. And it was more to me like you got to jump on an onside kick. If that happens, the game is over. The Cowboys are 0 and 2. And I, so I think this line is a lot bigger if they just jump on that onside kick this year's last, um, last week. So that gives you actually a a few bonus points and it's a great time to hop on the Seahawks because I think the Cowboys are overvalued. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Seahawks here at just minus five as well. Um, like you said, Dallas really just barely squeaked that one out last week. And my thinking is like, if they lost that one, they might be coming into this one with more hunger, more thirst of like, they really need this one, you know, against a, a, a really a top tier team, but already sitting two and oh, this is a kind of, or sorry, Dallas is one and one. So this is an important game for them, but I don't know. I, I just think that um, Seattle, like you said, is just elite, elite, elite. So I really love what I've seen out of Russell Wilson. Um, the Cowboys on defense have really been struggling. Van Der Esch, out has we've already I've already discussed has has been really impactful on, on the defensive efficiency for them um, struggling to just really put any sort of cap on a passing attack for anybody right now so give me Seattle and give me a big game for Russell Wilson again for his two receivers Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf Green Bay against New Orleans they're in New Orleans the Saints are favored by three points this is an interesting game Sunday Night Football excited for this one should be a great matchup. Uh, between two of possibly the top five teams in the league right now. Who are you going to take here? 
the last two games are amazing. The Packers and Saints and then the Chiefs and Ravens. Like I'm going to lock myself in a room with my eyes glued to a TV. This is going to be so much fun. I don't know how how you can bet on either one of these teams in, in either matchup. I, I think they're really both coin flips. The, these are four teams that I could all see making the Super Bowl. If I had to choose, um, and because this is a podcast and what we do, I do. Um, so I, I'm going to go with the Packers. I don't think the saints deserve to be the favorites in that game after losing last week. Um, yeah, give me the Packers in this one. Um, I think the saints, if Michael Thomas is out again, he missed practice again on Thursday. Um, I think that if he's out again, clearly breeze uses Michael Thomas as as his main safety blanket. So, um, I think green Bay is just, really rolling hot right now. So uh, again, 52 and a 52 and a half over under point total, a high scoring game to be expected here um, in the Superdome of, I think Rogers throws for a lot of yards. Uh, Brees having trouble stretching the field. Uh, it was, it's sad. They have to bring in Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston to throw the hail Marys. Now he can't even make, throw the ball over like 40 yards. So old man Brees is really just getting limited to that mid range. to the dump down game. So, uh, I think Green Bay has the ability to just move the ball more efficiently and, and faster than New Orleans. And so I'm going to take them uh, at minus three. Do we know if Devontae Adams is going to play? So the hamstring injury has been a question for him this week. I don't think he practiced yesterday. Um, let's see. Let's do a quick little Google search on it. It'd be disappointing to have this matchup without possibly the two best wide receivers in the league. Wouldn't that yeah. be sad if we, if we had Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams out? Yeah, I mean, nobody can really give you any sort of definitive answer on yeah. uh, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, or even Julio at this point in the week. Um, but I think definitely. if I, Adams is more likely to play of the two, though, right? Yeah, I mean, they really need him. They relied on him. They rely on him heavily. So hopefully he plays for the Packers' sake um, and for Aaron Rodgers and my fantasy team's sake, too. So, <laughs> uh, Kansas City Chiefs at Baltimore, the Monday night game. Baltimore's favored by three and a half. This is a great matchup, possibly the game of the year, um, regular season game of the year. Um, three and, and probably going to happen again in the postseason, if I had to guess. Right. So who'd you take here on Monday night? I'm going to stay riding the Chiefs until I'm proven differently. And, you know, the Chargers last week, they, they had something to say, but it still didn't happen. So until the Chiefs lose, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes and the defending Super Bowl champions in any we're, matchup. We're agreeing on too much. I'm going with the Chiefs here as well. Um, I just think that these teams are so evenly matched that you want to give me three and a half points to the Super Bowl champ, reigning champions. All right, I'll take it. You know, I'm happy to, to find value in that. So give me Chiefs plus three and a half against Baltimore on Monday night. A great game. Can't wait to watch it. That half point's really helpful. I, I like yeah. that by a field goal. Definitely. I mean, I don't even know if you could find that in some... I'm sure that a, a decent amount of gambling sites are taking that half point off. So Yeah. Yeah, if you can get that half point, definitely take the Chiefs for sure. Like, Would you be shocked if Justin Tucker hit a 50-yarder to win the game for the... No. Um, but I think that both of these games are going to be relatively close between the Packers saints and chiefs Ravens. So I think that it makes sense. We're both going with the underdog there. Why not just take the points in a, in a coin flip game? Mm-hmm. I like it, Connor. That's our week three slate of games. We had a lot of 
agreeing opinions. Uh, just a, a, hand, a few small hands. It's, it's scary when that happens. Usually yeah. we differ a lot. So uh, it's either going to be a great week for ATA or a horrible week for Vicious Talk. So, <laughs> I'm excited for the week ahead. Hopefully both of us can get some bounce back in our fantasy teams, get some signs of life out of, out of, uh, what's your team name now? What, Watkins your wallet? Yeah. Watkins your wallet. And, uh, Samuel L Jackson is my team logo. Capital one. <laughs> um, not a sponsor, uh, but might be one day. Um, we might be losing in fantasy and, and that early on because of injury and that's fine. But more importantly, you know, as long as we're helping our followers win in their matchups and we have, we had a lot of messages come through and starter sits. And, and I think we gave out a lot of great advice. I had a lot of questions about David Montgomery and whether he should be in lineups. And, you know, I said, yeah, get him in there. And, and how did he do? Well, over a hundred combined yards, a few catches and a touchdown. So, you know, come, come get us. Uh, we're going to be live all weekend. We love football. So we'll be watching and we're here to ask, answer your questions. Well said. All right, Connor. Again, that was an all things analysis production on Vicious Talk with Benny P. Awesome talking with you, buddy. Go follow all things analysis on Instagram, Twitter. We don't have a Snapchat. Facebook, follow us on Facebook. Like us on LinkedIn. What else we got? Email us at all. Subscribe on our email. Yep. Subscribe on the website. (laughs) Yeah. You can send email inquiries, questions. Give us some comments about the podcast. Our you can show up at Ben's house. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just come on over. I'll bite you for dinner. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, buddy. Great, con- great talking with you. Looking forward to a great week three slate of games. That's going to put a wrap here on episode 37 of Vicious Talk. Thanks.